Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, Isaiah chapter 14, 12 through 15, and Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 2, and verse 11 through 17. If you love your pastor, would you get loud right now for him? Not only are you blessed as a congregation, but all your ministers, all your leadership is so blessed to have Brother Daryl Johns overseeing them. What such giftings he has, but greater than his giftings is his heart and love for people. And I know you're very, very thankful for who you have over you. You're very blessed of the Lord to have a true shepherd that loves you and your family. Don't take that for granted. There's a lot of people out there that are uh, have the title of pastor but don't have the spirit of a pastor. You have the spirit of a pastor in the pastor that you have. You're very, very blessed. Amen. And Janae and I and the boys, we love coming here. We appreciate all the hospitality we always feel when we come here. We love this church. And I always preach on the Holy Ghost when I'm here, but I have heard from God to do something different this morning, this afternoon. And um, this morning, God really moved in a mighty way. And I expect nothing less for this service today. I have a word from the Lord, and we're going to follow the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, and then Ezekiel 28, verses 2, and then verse 11 through 17. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Anytime the devil's attacking you in your mind, just read those verses out loud. He loves to tell you about your past. Just tell him about his future. He really loves to hear that. Ezekiel chapter 28, and we're going to read verse 2 and then verse 11 through 17. Son of man, say to the prince of Tyrus, thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas. Yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of of God, verse eleven through seventeen, the word of the Lord told uh, told Ezekiel. Moreover, the word the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, "Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the." king of Tyrus and say unto him thus saith the Lord God thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty thou hast been in Eden the garden of God every precious stone was thy covering the sarges topaz the diamond the barrel the onyx and the jasper the sapphire the emerald and the carbuncle and the gold the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee the day that thou was created Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones 
of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 17, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. I want to preach to you from the subject Lucifer exposed. Lucifer exposed. I am after every demonic spirit in this place today. I am not here to play games or preach you a cute sermon, but something will break open in your house today when this thing is over. Are you ready to go with me to the spirit world? Some of you are like, you might want to get ready because it's coming at you. Let's give some faith out right now. Lord Jesus, loose the gift of faith right now on every man, every woman, every boy and girl and bind every demonic spirit from hindering anything from happening right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Ushers, open up the back doors, please. Please open up the back doors. Before we even get started, would you turn around and face the back doors and command every demonic spirit that's attacked you to leave this room right now. Everything that came in here with you that's a sign to attack you and bother you, we command it to flee this room in the name of Jesus so that there's liberty for the Lord to deal with us and help us and break us through. Now would you begin to shout with a loud voice and thank the Lord something's going to happen right now. Would you clap your hands and magnify him? I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Almighty God. Blessed be thy matchless holy name. You may be seated. Oftentimes, what we see and deal with physically can be a result of something taking place spiritually that we cannot see. There's not a devil behind every bush nor an angel behind every door, but I promise you that some things are spiritual. Whether you're carnal or you're connected, some things are spiritual. Some things happen spiritually and then manifest in your life physically. You were born because of something spiritual that took place. Job said, the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. The Spirit of God hath made me I am what I am physically because of something that took place spiritually even the earth that you live in physically was was a result of something that took place spiritually the Bible said the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and then God said let there be light and then God began to create everything that you live in today known as earth it happened with a movement of the spirit David said create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me if you get the spirit part dealt with God I know the physical things I struggle with will follow suit also uh, even Jesus Christ could not die physically until spiritually he said father into thy hands I commend my spirit 
spirit. And when he released his spirit to God, his body died afterwards. You have a physical body and you have a human spirit. A human spirit. Your spirit is outside of you. It's bigger than you. And it's very, very, that's why you can go into a room sometimes and you're a physical being. And you see someone across the room and for some reason you just don't like that person. Your human spirit picks up on their spirit. You don't know anything about them, but you just know something's not right because your spirit can pick up on their spirit. You've got a human spirit, a human will, a desire for things. But, but what you are physically is a result of something that took place spiritually. Let me, let me go further. Sin is a result of spiritual failure. When somebody sins physically, they have had a spiritual failure. We blame Adam and Eve for every sin that we commit and struggle with that they fell and because they fell, we fall. But ultimately, Adam and Eve is not, they are not responsible for what takes place in our life. Yes, they did eat of the fruit of the tree, but before they sinned physically, there was an angel by the name of Lucifer who dwelt in the earth because he said I will ascend into heaven I will do everything I am down here and make it happen up there I will be as God I am God and so he got kicked out of heaven back down to the earth and spiritual sin entered a physical planet and now physical sin follows are you with me what you see is not always what you see I told them this morning, you can blame your spouse and call her or him the devil all you want to. But just because the words are coming out of their mouth, that does not necessarily mean they're the ones speaking it. They might be a conduit for a spirit is trying to get through into your house. Remember when Job's wife, remember when Job was attacked by the devil and the devil said, just let me break through that hedge, God, and he'll curse you. God said, take everything you want, just don't touch him. And so the Bible said that the devil came down and, and he killed Job's kids and he killed Job's servants and, and Job kept worshiping God and the devil came back to report to God and God said, how did it go? Job's still holding on to his integrity, isn't he? He's still retaining his integrity. And the devil said, yeah, but you let me touch his body. He'll, he'll curse you to your face. And so God said, go ahead, just don't kill him. So the devil comes down and he strikes Job's body with boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet and the next verse Job's wife walks in and says dost thou still hold on to thine integrity why does she care about integrity when her kids are dead why does she care about integrity when he's got boils on his body why does she care about integrity when all their stuff is gone because it wasn't her talking it was the angel that fell from heaven that God said, no matter what you do to him, to Job, he will hold on to integrity. But because the wife was hurt and broken and mad at God, she was mad at God. And when you get mad at God, you open up yourself to the demonic world. She said, just say, she said, she said, just curse God and die. Why is she telling someone to curse God? She wants to curse God. So she opens up her spirit to the demonic world, and therefore the devil can come in and say, are you holding on to your integrity? That's how it works. 
the source behind the words. Remember when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And Jesus said, thou art the Christ. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood, physical, hath not revealed this unto you, but my father, spiritual, which is in heaven. Six verses later, the Lord's telling them he's going to die for the world and die on the cross. And Peter stops it and said, no, you're not going to do that for us. And Jesus rebukes him and says, get thee behind me. Satan. First he said, you're hearing from the Father, now the devil's talking through you. See, Jesus knew Peter's not the Father, Peter's not the devil, but he also knew, he knew the words coming out of Peter's mouth. He knew the source of the words. You've got to know, wow. You've got to know who's talking. Because if you're carnal and the devil's talking through someone in your house, you'll fight with them for years and never cast the spirit out. But if you get connected, you'll realize they're just being used right now. I command that thing talking to them and through them to get out of here. See, a carnal person uh, hears about someone dealing with suicide, and, and they say, well, they're just struggling. There's so much pressure. They're under so much. But a spiritual person knows there's a demon near them. You don't just struggle with suicide. I mean, that's a, there's a demon near you. Someone says, well, the spirit of fear, that's, that's just someone, they, they have a reason to be afraid. They, they've gone through so much. Fear is a spirit. I told them this morning, let's talk about fear for a second. Fear is afraid. That's why it's called the spirit of fear. It's afraid. Spirits can do nothing without humans. Even the devil had to get people to kill Jesus. Spirits, ready, require human Activity or human openness to do what they are. A spirit of murder cannot kill him unless it gets another human to open itself up to it and become that. Fear is afraid. So what it does is it comes up to you and screams all these things of fear. It's afraid. And if you listen to it, you open yourself up to it. It comes in and now you're afraid. And you can't sleep with the light off physically because you opened yourself up spiritually to a source or a demonic power that wants to control your life. And you can't rest and you can't have peace and you don't feel God and you're just worried all the time and you've got anxiety over something that might happen, could happen, could happen if this happens. And the whole time the devil's sitting back laughing knowing it's not going to happen. You've just got a spirit. Oh, it's quiet. Or you could kick the thing out and say, you know what, I know what you're saying. But put up or shut up. Stop talking about it. You can't do what you're saying. Anytime a devil threatens something, they don't have authority to do it. Some of you don't believe that. If the devil had authority to do something to you, he would not come to you and scare you with it. He would just do it. He had authority to kill Job's kids, so he did not come the day before and say, I'm going to kill your kids. Why? Because he had access to do it. God said, fine. But when he does not have authority to do something, the only way he can make it happen is for you to imagine it. 
So he paints a picture of what he cannot do, but he wants to do, and therefore paralyzes your praise and your walk with God, paralyzes you spiritually, because you have believed a picture that he wants to paint. But guess what? He can't really paint that in your life, because the author of the book has said, I am the beginning, and I am the end. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. So he can say what he wants, but it's not really going in your life. Someone needs to shut that devil down right now and say, get out of my house, get out of my mind, get away from my babies. It's a spirit. Well, I'm afraid if I pray, a demon's going to show up. It won't. Let me help you with that. <laughs> okay, Sister Spiritual. The devil doesn't want you to see him. They're, they work on deception. Demons do not want to be seen. Why? Because if a child of God sees a demon, the child of God's going to pray. And the child of God is going to pray and God's going to come down. And the devil doesn't want that to happen. See, so if you're carnal, and you think, well, if I pray, I'm going to see devils tonight. Don't worry. They're not coming to your house. But those prayer warriors, they'll show up because they constantly pray and fast and seek God. It forces hell to manifest. But when you're trained in the spirit, you're not afraid of that. What can you do? You, the Bible says, well, if God be for us, who can, how big is your God? If, 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 if every little thing can torment you, you've got a little God in your brain that, that is so powerless. Last time I checked, he's the king of the entire planet. He made this thing. He owns this thing. He's the universe's God. Everything bows to him. He knows your name. If he knows the sparrow that falls, he knows who you are. So why do you say all that? Because I want you to understand the source of the words. See, in, in Ezekiel, in our text, uh, this, this guy, this, this, this prince of Tyrus is actually a king. He starts saying stuff like, I am a god. <laughs> I, am, I, sit in the, I do all these things. I'm God. Now, that, those, sounds, those words sound familiar. So God's talking to the prophet, and he said, talk to the prince of Tyrus and say, this is all the stuff you're saying, but you're, you're really not a god you're a man and then so we that's verse two then we go down to verse 11 he said moreover i want you to talk to the king of tyrus not a man tyrus was a city on the phoenician coast in the mediterranean and the prince of tyrus who we described said i am a god that was the king of tyrus but he said there's a higher authority than him and he begins to describe lucifer or beelzebub or satan let me talk to you about who the devil was before he was the devil so you can kind of understand. Number one, the Bible said the first thing that you need to know about the devil, when he was Lucifer, he was full of wisdom. <laughs> he's not dumb. He's not ignorant. I hear preachers say, the devil's so dumb. No. I have to listen to the rest of your message. You're dumb. He's not dumb or ignorant. He watches humans for a living. He watched Judas and said, he's the one of the 12 that I can get to. He watches human beings. So if you've never smoked a cigarette, you're probably not going to get tempted to do a drug deal after church. 
Now that's straight, but it's, I'm being funny, but it's the truth. If you don't drink alcohol, you're probably not tempted after church to go buy a 24-pack or whatever and say, I'm just going to get hammered. Why? Because that's not the door of your weakness. But he watches where you do struggle. That's why some people get mad because they get the Holy Ghost and say, oh, my life is going to be completely different. And it is completely different. But the devil's still coming to that door to see if you've locked it or not. Because you can have the Holy Ghost in an unlocked door in the spirit world. Meaning you can have the power of God, but this one channel that you haven't got delivered from that you keep letting hell in and out of. Now it's quiet in here right now. And as long as that door is open, they'll come in and out. Why am I still struggling? Holy Ghost can't be real. Holy Ghost is real. You haven't locked the doors. You're 90% delivered. Oh, I'm going to talk about it right now. It scares me when people come out of the world and get most of the way delivered, but keep a little, little channel out there. Well, that's just that one thing I'm struggling with. You ain't struggling. You want it. Struggling means you're fighting it. I could put the mic down right there. To struggle with something means you're resisting it. You're not struggling when you do it every time the devil knocks on the door. That's not resistance. That's wanting it. You crave it. If you want to struggle, fight that thing and say, I'm not giving in to that. I'm not listening to that. I'm not going to bow down to that. If you're going to struggle, struggle. Man, I, that's, that's good preaching. I want to drop the mic. If you want to struggle, struggle. Fight for your deliverance. Fight for your answer. Huh. He's full of wisdom. He's full of wisdom. Meaning, wherever you are weak. Well, I don't drink and I don't smoke and I'm pure in my mind and I do everything right and you don't worship quiet well i well I, I worship during song service and you sleep during the preaching i just want to say that because i saw three people with their eyes closed okay i'll, I'll close my eyes they were all we're all we're all asleep okay let's sleep you know we're in bed right we're not in church Wherever the devil can distract you, pull you away from deliverance, he'll do it. Some people, they don't do anything that I just talked about. They don't have any of these flesh problems, but they got spirit problems. They hate everybody. Some of you hate me right now. They criticize everything. Some people would go to heaven if it wasn't for racism. You ain't going to intimidate me a bit. Well, you know, by the way, you won't enjoy heaven very much if you are racist. Not that you're going. Because if you are racist, you're not going to like it. Because in heaven, it's going to be everybody from every nation bowing down before the throne. Everybody saying, holy is the lamb. Holy is the But if it was racism that was your deal, I would constantly feed you junk if I was the devil. 
You ever notice it? Someone that really battles it, they're always into it. Always hating on someone else. Why? Because they just can't stop being fed by the enemy. Because the enemy knows, I can put this in your spirit for 30 years and take you straight to hell. (laughs) I love it here. It's diverse. This is what heaven's going to be like. This is, this, is, this is what heaven's going to be like. I believe no matter what it is, the devil would love to get into your head. I told him this morning, and some people think, well, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't do that. And they've got the longest tongue in the church. They trash everybody. They haven't read their Bible in six months, but they have read every post on the internet for the last 14 straight days. They've checked their phone while I'm preaching four times. (laughs) Can we just put our phones down for a minute right now and give the Lord glory and praise? I mean, I think he's worthy. I I think he might be worthy. (laughs) I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt his name together I wonder how many people, when Jesus comes back, will be looking at their phones, not the sky. Oh, I just heard a loud sound. I better, I better post that. I want to take a picture of that. What is that? Why is the sky doing the ch- Enjoy hell, homie. Missed it. If I have a pastor off to take, you know, become more dignified in my preaching. But people, the devil will do anything he can. He's full of wisdom. Now, it's, it's corrupted, it's perverted, it's polluted, but he's wise. He's a snake. Wherever I can get you to constant. I told him this morning, I'll say it right here. Most people come to the altar about everything except the thing they should be in the altar about. Oh, God bless me. Oh, God save my family. God give me a job. God touch my body. And God's going, when are you going to conquer that stinking addiction? I figured I'd get three amens and a burp right there. That's about right. Because most people don't want you to preach to them real deliverance. Because real deliverance is different for every human being in this room right now. Everybody has got something near them that they need deliverance from or just got deliverance from. Everybody's got something that needs. I need to cut that off. And if you're mad at me because I'm coming near your devils right now. And this is going to sound straight and it's straight. But some people don't want to be delivered. Really in love with their stuff. In love with their sin. Never pray about it. Never struggle. 
can't help that person. That person's got to break those walls of pride down right now and acknowledge, I need help. I need deliverance. I need a breakthrough. And if you can do that, if you can do that in your pew right now, whoever you are, by the time the altar call hits, there will not be a devil near you that could stay around because you've made up your mind, I need power over this thing, and you'll get it. Let's move on. I'll leave you alone. The next thing about the devil, when he was the angel, was he was perfect in beauty. He wasn't that he was, he wasn't a human being, so you can't picture a, you can't picture a person. But you had to picture this, it was a spirit clothed in diamonds and gold and carbuncle and emeralds and sapphires. And God literally made him perfect. And it's scary when you really think you're perfect. It's scary when you think you're really that good looking. So, oh boy, I'm going to come. Some people, <laughs> I would put you on the throne, God, but I just love me a little more. Some people just love themselves more than they love their kids, their grandkids, their friends. For sure, the preacher, they, they, it's amazing. Some people just really think, God has given me to the earth. Now, I know I'm making fun, but you're in here. No one can tell you anything. You walk in wisdom. Perfect in beauty. Why do you think beauty is on every ad why do you think fashion and vanity is so strong in america in europe especially why do you think these two continents especially struggle so severely because there are spirits working behind the scenes because the beautiful angel who's now the devil wants to convince people that how you look outwardly and what people think about your beauty is more valuable than what God thinks about you, how he made you in his image. I said this morning, why do you feel beautiful in the church and ugly at the mall? Different spirit. In here, there's a Holy Spirit that says, I love you. I died for you. Come be like me. I'm drawing you to me. Come dwell with me. I can make you more like me. And out there, it's, you're nothing. You're ugly. You're missing, you got to do this, change this, wear this, show this, so people can think this. It's quiet. In the church, you want God's attention. In public, you want people's attention. And that spirit has crept into the church. And it used to be you just preach to the ladies, but it's on the dudes now. And you got dudes that are consumed with fashion and being dressed by a homosexual fashion designer. Oh, I'm going to say it, like me or hate me, but if you're a man, be a man, bro. Be a man. Be a man. Look nice all you want to. Wear a nice shirt. Wear a nice tie. But don't act like a girl when you're a dude. Be a guy. Be a man. Come on. It's sad you got to preach that in the church. 
It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not just starting now. Go back to the days of Noah. Go back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Go back to the Old Testament. You'll find that spirit has been moving through the church and through God's people for years. Thousands of years. It's a spirit. What's to pervert who you are and corrupt you and make you something that you're not. You're made in the image of God. God decided what you were to be. I was born this way. Well, you need to be born again then, sweetheart. Because if you get born again, you will see something changing. Jesus said, unless a man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The devil wants to destroy you. He's after your soul. He's not trying to just t- take you out on the earth. He wants you in hell for eternity. Let me just help you. This is not about what happens the next three years or ten years of your life. This is about where do you spend eternity. That's what the devil's thinking. He comes to steal, kill, destroy. Destroy means eternity. Where are you going to be? I want to make sure your soul is in hell. That is what he wants. And whatever the channel he can find to get to you, to bring you there with him so he's not in hell alone, he will try to do it. All you have to do is simply stop letting him do what he wants to do. Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will. The reason why he's not fleeing some of you, you're trying to resist him without submitting to God. But if you can submit to God and his word and your authority, you will find that that devil won't be able to stay in your house because you have God's Then he said, here's the next thing about the devil you should know. That the Bible said the workmanship of his tablets and his pipes was prepared in him the day he was created. That means that the tablets is tambourines and pipes is pipe organ. So it wasn't that when Lucifer was made with all this beauty that he could play the organ or the tambourine. He spoke as an organ. When he opened his mouth, the sound of tambourines and organs came out. Sound, the original sound of music came out of Lucifer's voice box so he was music he's the author of music and when he got kicked out of heaven with the choir not one time in the bible ever since has music been found among angels and some of you are looking at me like what with the angel hark the hark the herald angels sing I'm glad you love the song. Not true. It never said the angels sang glory to God in the highest. It said they said. Why? Because the music department has left heaven. Never get in love with your gifting more than your God. You've never found singing in heaven since that's why 
When you come in here all disconnected, tired, carnal, worn out, didn't get much sleep last night, and you come in exhausted, and you start singing, and all of a sudden you feel something. Some of it's a tear. Someone, they feel like raising their hands. Someone feels like just, just worshiping God. Some feel joy and peace. I'll tell you what you're feeling. You're feeling heaven invade what used to be real up there coming down because what used to happen there is now happening here. Some of you don't believe it. You're, you're going to go research it. Go ahead and see if you find some singing. You know why? Because God loves when people sing to him. Whether you can sing or can't sing, David said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Give it to God. Who cares what your neighbor thinks? Give it to him. Remember when they had Paul arrested and Silas arrested and they beat their legs and beat their backs and had their hands bound and had their feet bound but forgot to bind their mouth? In the midnight hour, Paul said, I feel like singing. And God said, I feel like getting in there right now and helping him because anytime a child of God can keep their song when they're going through hell, it gets God in the atmosphere with them. David wrote it, weeping may endure for a night, but joy's coming in the morning. I've got my song in the night because I know God hears me when I glorify him. Now, buck, buckle your seatbelts because you, you may not like this next part. That's me being gentle. That means the opposite is true. If your song doesn't glorify God, guess who you're praising? I just love hip-hop. I just love country. I don't know why you would, but why? Oops, someone's really mad now. Well, I just love the way it makes me feel. Let's talk about the way it makes you feel. The country makes you feel depression. Hip-hop's making you feel sensual. Quiet. Don't go, my, don't, don't go near my genre. Don't go near what I like. You know who the author of music is? Lucifer. And he loves nothing more when you can't sing to God in here. But if you turned your car radio on right now, you would know every word of the song on the way home. Because he knows I've got you. When you won't sing to the king of kings in his house, but you'll sing everything else outside his house, something's not right with your worship. You can patty cake me, but I'm right. I tell you, I'm right. That the devil loves nothing more than music that does not glorify God. He loves... Why? Because it comes from carnal humans too ignorant enough to realize that they're actually worshiping something. <laughs> and Kanye, you are not Jesus. There's only one Jesus. There's only one Jesus. We've got this idol worship. It's a joke. Michael Jordan used to make his, his whole entourage, even in his 50s, call him Yahweh. His people that were, are forced to call him Yahweh. I loved you, Jordan. 
but I'm sorry. There's only one Yahweh. His initials are not MJ. It is JC. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And LeBron, you're not the king either. The king, he reigns in heaven. Heaven is his throne. Earth is his footstool. There's not a leader in the world that's the king. There's not a ruler of any government. The king is Jesus Christ, period. Period. I told them this morning that this movie that was out a couple years ago where this kid, some movie that was remade, this kid was staring at this TV screen and static on the screen and demons would come out of the screen. The director of the movie in the USA Today a couple years ago said that the television screen is the portal to the spirit world. Not, not a preacher. The director of the movie. It's not, what's, it's not the screen that's the problem. It's what, what people put on the screen that gives the demons access to the room. Well, I'm going to say this. Some people are more concerned of something coming through the door. Hell's not even trying to come through the door. There's an open window inside the house. That was better than you thought right there. That was really good. You're trying to lock. You got 19 deadbolts on the door. But you got all kinds of hell on the screen. And three hours later, it's walking behind your kid's room. And you're wondering why my kid's struggling with nightmares. I'll tell you why. You can't open the window in the spirit world and wonder why they come attack the weakling in the house. The devil seeketh such, he's seeking the weak. He seeks the prey. He's seeking to be may devour. I told him this morning, you, st- you know, ten, just 10 years, Bishop can go back further than me on this, but 10 years ago, f- 15 years ago when I preached, that just preaching on angels and demons, if I, people would be on the edge of their seats. Now, they sleep. Patty cake. You know why? Because they're so used to it. Demonic activity in their home. Walking dead. Zombies don't bother me. Have a terrible nightmare with all these terrible images attacking and think it's just no big deal. Something I watched. Yeah. Something you watched that's now moving in your home. And the reason why some of you get attacked in your sleep is because you're vulnerable when you sleep. Your walls are down. You don't put the armor of God on you before you go to bed at night. You just watch the stuff, then lay down and wonder why you're having attacks. Help me help you with something right now. Put the armor of God on you and especially on your babies before you go to sleep at night tonight so hell cannot go at their mind. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, Steve Gallagher, I think it was, wrote in his book on Intoxicated with Babylon. He wrote that the average American sees 9,000 sexual scenes a year. I've got news for you. You can't watch 9,990 sexual scenes a year and your mind be clean. It's quiet. Some of you don't want me to go near that. Don't go near that. Why? Because that's your stronghold you're in love with. You can't have 9,000 scenes in your head and then wonder why you struggle at work, supposedly struggle. No, 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 no. 
That's called an open channel where hell's feeding you. It's quiet. Well, I, I told them this morning, I'll say it because there's, there's some in here right now. When parents come up to me after church and say, would you pray for my teenager? He just don't, he don't, he just, I don't know what's wrong with him. And the teenager's like this. The first thing I want to ask the guy is, how long have you been doing online gaming? How deep into your video game are you? Because you're so consumed with it that it's controlling the eyes of your soul. And mom and dad think, well, it's just a, it's just a shooting game. And on oh, the shooting game, mom and dad is prostitution and drug dealing and all kind of crazy stuff that if you knew was going on in your boy's bedroom, you don't have to like me. It's all right. You probably wouldn't let that demon in the house. But here's the problem. we got too many parents leaving the babies in Egypt while they go get delivered. And hell is fine with you getting delivered. Pharaoh said, go ahead, leave the kids here. Some of you don't like it right now because you want your child to be free. They're going to be free roaming in hell if you keep letting them do what they want. That's why they don't feel God in church because there's a demon in their room. Come on, if you're going to kick the devil out, don't just do it in your bedroom, Dad. Get to Junior's room and say, every spirit of hell is coming out of here right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands if you're with me right now. Magnify Jesus if you're with me right now. I'm just saying, never checking the boy or girl's phone is probably a bad idea. Well, what should we do for our kid's birthday? He's five. Let's get him an iPhone 43. <laughs> you like your new phone, babe? I was preaching this one time. And the mom and dad had no idea the six-year-old was on his, the phone and was watching stuff without even trying to just scrolling on stuff and was, had pornography in the house. Six. It's called clueless, carnal, disconnected, non-praying parents. Because when you start praying as a parent, you immediately go into protective mode. When you're praying for your kids, you're not like, oh, God, let them be a millionaire. Let them, if you are, you're so messed up. God, let them, let them go pro, God. How about let them get saved, God? Whatever spirit's messing with them, God, show it to me. Let, it, let me get it out of my house. If you want them to go pro, that's fine. But going pro over going to heaven, just saying. That's how the devil works. And he was in Eden before he was the devil. Understand that. It said he was in Eden before he was the devil. He was there until iniquity was. He was in the, he was the angel. The Bible says he was a cherub that covereth. You know what that means? The cherub that guards. His job was to keep junk out of paradise. He said, wow, I'm surrounded by beauty. I am beauty. I'm God. He fell in love with his environment. Don't fall in love with your blessings. 
well, I got a really nice car and I got a really sweet house. And, and so I don't need to go to church Sunday. I don't need to be faithful. I don't need to pay my tithes. You better guard what you have. You guard by being thankful. Thanksgiving is protection for the next thing. And so he got kicked out and God had to send a replacement angel to keep everyone out of Eden. That's how it worked. The devil wants to destroy you. And whatever he can do, he'll do it. I told him this morning, and I'm just about done, that there was this kid that came to a service I was preaching at in Tampa a couple years ago. Sat right there in the front row, had a, a pink basketball shirt, had shorts on, and a, pink, er, a pair of basketball shoes. Never saw him before. And he had this amazing tambourine. I love the tambourine if you can play the tambourine. If you brought a tambourine this morning and you know you can't clap on beat, would you just kindly scoot the tambourine beneath your feet right now so nobody can see you? Because I don't want you mad at me over this funny story. Because I want you to enjoy this and get connected to it, not hate me because, you know, you brought your stuff. Because they're going to recognize I'm on, I belong on the platform. So he brought his tambourine. So... The pastor had got up that morning. This is Sunday night now. The pastor got up that morning and said, tonight's deliverance night. If you've got anything in your house that could signal the demonic world, bring it tonight. Like, people are like, what? well, I just love my Buddha statue. Hello, signal to the spirit world. You wonder why you battle false doctrine in your mind. Why you battle the truth. Things can signal spirits to come in. Talked about the television screen. Things are signals to the spirit world. They send out signals you're welcome here. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Okay? So he said, get rid of everything. Bring it tonight. So people, I walked in. People had trash bags just all over the altars. I mean, one guy had his trash bag duct taped. That's like really, that's, that's a lot of shame. Because, you know, you're like, I don't want anyone to know. This is, this is, this is my stuff. Just throw it away. And you know someone cut that bag open. I mean, talk about drawing attention to yours. Some people draw more attention to themselves by trying to act. I mean, that's the first one I saw. I was like, I wonder what's in there. I mean, didn't everyone think that? Like, I wonder what's in the, the duct tape bag. Yeah, kind of stands out. So this kid's right there, and, I'm, and he, he sits there the whole time. Everyone's clapping. He just sits there. And so when I start taking my text, he stands up and starts playing his tambourine. I'm like, eh, no big deal. Okay. Get done. Let's all pray. He sits down. Everyone sits down. He starts playing again. Okay. Starts playing again. Everyone sits down. Every time I would preach and they'd stand to their feet and clap, he would sit there mad. But every time everyone would sit down, he'd act up. People that always... People that always act up after the spirit moves, never act up when the spirit's moving, that's usually flesh or demonic power, not God. Because if I cannot get a breakthrough when the spirit of God is moving, but I can get a breakthrough when you're watching me, am I okay? I'm just saying truth. Now, there's different times, but I'm saying if you do this all, if you do it all the time, you get your breakthrough when it gets quiet every time. I know who you are. This is not my first rodeo. 
So he would do this. Every time it would get quiet, he'd go crazy. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. Maybe this isn't no no new to church. So I'm coming down here, and I'm, you know me, I'm just like, God's going to do this. Well, he jumps up when I come down and gets right in my face and starts playing his tambourine and running circles around me. That's what I said this morning. I said, hands or fists, God. Thy will be done. Did you you say fists? Is that what you said? Uppercut? Straight jab? Uh, I'm just trying to, I want clear direction on exactly how you want me to drop him in front of everybody. So then he sits down. I'm like, ooh, okay. We're not friends, bro. Kept preaching. He sat there. The second I come back down, here he comes again. And you get right in my face. I mean, you talk about testing my patience. Right, in my, right here. I'm like, God, I'm trying to be spiritual. I'm trying to keep my focus. I'm preaching to people. Kill him, God, right now. So I don't have to do anything. And then I would dare someone to pick up a tambourine next. Anybody else feel like playing? <laughs> so like right about back here, man, there was this, this aisle that split the two sections of pews that went across. So I'm back here just yelling at everybody, you know, we need to be delivered. And also, I guess he took off running because he ran all the way around and tried to steamroll me from, the, from behind. Boom. Well, I didn't fall. I got mad. I just turned and I grabbed his tambourine. I threw it like 300 miles. Hit the back wall. And I said, stop it right now. And he ran out the back door. When he ran out the back door, instantly, a young lady ran to the front and started dumping pills on the altar, speaking in tongues. And I said, who is she? And the pastor said, that's my number one soul winner who's won more souls in this church than the entire church combined. But she started getting anxiety and getting attacked. So she's been taking these, these, uh, these prescription drugs and hasn't won anybody since. And then I just started the, the most powerful deliverance service I've ever seen. People started bringing stuff to the altar. One lady threw a makeup bag. I think it was bigger than my kid's crib. It was just. And when she threw it, it went by my head. Just. I thought, how can you even carry that, much less need that? What in the. You must not be really you because. Who's the real you? You need all that? Yikes, I don't want to know the real you. Real deliverance can get in your purse. One, two, three, that's seven people with me on that. Real deliverance can get in your phone. Real deliverance can get wherever, real deliverance gets wherever the stronghold may be. Whether it's a big old stronghold everybody can see, or it's a little stronghold no one can see. Real deliverance gets in those places that hell has got a grip on you. And people started giving, putting some, I mean, guy, one guy threw his laptop on the altar and was like breaking it. And I was like, oh, he really struggles. And, uh, and people were like just throwing stuff. I mean, it was crazy. And I remember praying the prayer of faith 
and opening my eyes. And I've seen, I've seen 6,000 people get the Holy Ghost in the last three years. I remember praying the prayer of faith over this one and looking out, and over 100 people, between 100 and 150, were slain on the ground in the spirit. And I thought, this is real deliverance. We've been settling for these little feelings we get in the altar and then leave and never do anything at home with our, with our, with our word. So church ended. I'm almost done. Church ended, and <laughs> my wife walks up to me. And your wife can tell you something that no one can tell you. There ain't a dude in here that got with me just now. You coward. You're afraid to blink. She's like, you need to go apologize to that kid with the tambourine. I'm like, what? The kid with the tambourine. I'm like, I don't see him. <laughs> you know he's outside. I, I don't see him outside. Go find him. Yes, ma'am. You're, you're mocking me. I, I, you're so funny. Like, you're some big tough guy. You're mocking me. After church, like, where do you want to eat, babe? Please. <laughs> so, so I walked across the parking lot to this other building where the pastor's office was. And this other building, the pastor's office is inside. And he's got this door, kind of like the back door back there with a long, narrow window in it. And so I said, I'm just going to go in there and whatever I tried to find. I go to the door, and the kid is in the office telling on me to the pastor. Oh, it's on now. <laughs> Excuse me, babe, would you hold my coat? I'm going to bury someone alive. <laughs> I was just, I say this, but it's funny, but I was just like, you know, where I come from, snitches get. There's only one door out, bro. I am the way. I told him this morning, I said, I told I was like, I will stay here all night. I will move here into this foyer. My family will live right here until you come out. We will starve to death waiting on you to come out. You got to make up your mind if you really want something. Anyway, so, so, I, so he comes out, and I'm about, oh, man, Lord, help me, Jesus. And he said, I want to say something to you. I said, you better talk fast, man. He said, I know you're a real man of God. I said, oh, yeah? He said, I told myself, if he's a real man of God, he'll take my tambourine away from me. And then he says that he's a drag queen at a gay club. And I said, and Satan sent you here to distract people, men that are struggling with that spirit, and you're around acting crazy, trying to get their attention to keep them from their deliverance. I said, you're about to get arrested. He smirked at me. And I said, I've got news for you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when I said that, he literally flew in the air against the wall and fell down. And when he did, three months later, he got arrested. And the next time I went back there, 83 people received the Holy Ghost. The next time after that, 85 people received the Holy Ghost. The next time after that, 66 people received the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. There's good revival 
and there's great revival. And if you want great revival, you got to kick out everything the devil has in your head, on your baby, in your house. Let's stand right now. Let's go after it right now. Now, I know I went a little longer than I normally do, but I'm doing it on purpose. I'm after every spirit. Anything, I'm not after you personally. I hope you understand that. I'm not, I'm not attacking anybody in here. But every devil in hell hates my guts, and I can't stand them either. And I am after every spirit that wants to hide out in your house and take you to hell silently. You know the greatest thing to pray, the way to pray when you're praying for deliverance? to not lay hands on your neighbor to lay hands on your own head most people when they were coming up to pray well I gotta pray for them why don't you pray for yourself don't lay hands on me when your hands are bound with shackles and you got strongholds and addictions don't, don't do that to me no one's perfect I get it everyone messes up but don't try to lay hands on me when you don't want to be free all you're gonna do is transfer your junk from your human spirit to me. I don't want anything from your human spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to flow through you when you lay hands on me so I can feel the power of God. Who would be honest in here right now and say, there might be some demonic activity near my house, near my kid, near my family, near me, near my mind, near my, near my job, near my body? Would you be honest? You may know exactly what it is. You might not have any idea what it is. But you can sense something's not right. Maybe someone's seeing stuff moving around the house. Oh, that happens. Why don't you come up here right now before we even get started? Why don't every person that's, that raised their hand come up here right now? I'm not going to embarrass anybody. We're going to pray together. But just come up here right now. Don't pray yet. Just come up here right now. As a sign to hell, I'm stepping toward an answer. I know, I know. There's other needs in here. I get it. But you want to give the devil a bad day? Let me help you with something. We're about to break out in this altar call right now. It's about to explode in here. But even more powerful than what happens in here is what you do when you get home. Get a breakthrough right here. And when the devil tries to chirp at you in the car and tell you nothing happened and tries to yell at you at the house, walk in your house, sir. Walk in your house, ma'am. Don't sit there and forget. Walk in and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over this house right now. Every demonic spirit, I'm coming after you in this place. Whether you're in my kid's room, my room, wherever you're in the car, I'm coming after you. Anything that hell has in this house has been served in eviction notice right now. You are no longer welcome in this place. As for me and my house, we shall serve. If you make up your mind to do that, angels will go before you before you even get home. They will remove the things out of the way that hell is trying to put in there. You want angelic activity? Start prophesying in this altar. Things you'll do. Things you'll lay down the altar. Lay down some things on the altar in the spirit and then go home and remove them from your house or from your mind. Cut some friends off that you need to cut off that are not really your friends, but they're actually agents of hell sent to bring you down. They think you're your friends, and they've truly been anointed by Satan to stab and destroy everything God's trying to build up. It's quiet. 
listen to me. I want to love everybody until they get in the way of me going to heaven. I love you till you become a stumbling block. And when you become a stumbling block, you better get out of the way. Because there's nothing more important than me going to heaven, my wife going to heaven, and my little boys going to heaven. And you ought to feel the same way right now about your family. That everybody, we love everyone. But if you try to pull me away from my pastor, from the truth, from being holy, from being pure, you've got to go. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. And when I start praying, I'm going to ask you to lay hands on your head. And when you start laying hands on your head, I'm going to come after every spirit I can think of. I'm praying for, every, for everything the Lord wants me to hear and see, to speak it. I'm going to come after everything that I feel in the room. And when I am done, I will have you shout the name of Jesus. And when you shout the name of Jesus, shout it loud and shout it long. Because when you shout the name of Jesus, it tears the devil's kingdom up. He's the prince of the air. And so when you start shouting Jesus in the air, it, it drives demonic spirits crazy. And strongholds in your house, in your head, in your family, on your kid, on your parent are going to crumble. You watch. It's on right now. In Atlanta West, I declare war in the spirit world right now against revival in this church. Every spirit against revival, I declare war on you right now. I declare war on every demon in every house. Would you lay your hands on your head right now by the authority of the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I defy every spirit of depression and suicide and anxiety and fear and doubt and jealousy and and insecurity and hatred and racism and violence and anger and murder I defy every spirit of death in this place every spirit from the television every spirit of lust perversion homosexuality every spirit attacking your mind I curse every hidden spirit every devil trying to hide in someone's life I defy it expose it God right now in the name of Jesus every spirit of division every spirit of rebellion every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of envy and strife and debate. Lay your hands on your head. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let this be the beginning of an angelic breakout in every home. Would you shout, Jesus! in the name of Jesus 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 be delivered right now somebody just threw some cigarettes on the altar right now somebody is going to be loosed from every stronghold every attack let there be a miracle right here God Come on, go after it right now. Go after that thing that won't let you go. Demand it. You release me. You release me in the name of Jesus. Cigarettes be broken. Drugs 
be broken. Pornography, be broken. Alcohol, be broken. Prescription drugs, be broken. Pray until you're talking in tongues. Pray until you got some victory. Pray until God overrides everything hell has tried to unleash in your house. Pray until God's spirit rides like power over this place. Ride like power, Jesus. Bring power in here right now. Overwhelm us with your glory. Overtake us with your spirit. People are weeping. People are weeping and speaking in tongues. People are weeping and speaking in tongues. Your mind, I command a new mind right now. God, change their frequency of their mind. I curse the carnal mind. I speak life to the spiritual mind right now. Let them think as you want them to think. Let them dwell on what you want them to dwell on. There you go. There you go. Victory in my head. Victory in my head. Victory in my head. I'm going to think different. I'm going to think different. I'm going to think different. Let there be a shift in the spirit right now in your mind. I pray that you would begin to see angels and not devils. That you would begin to feel the presence of Almighty God and not the enemy. That you would hear the voice of God and not the enemy terrorizing your mind. I curse the spirit of greed in here. Every spirit of greed in here. Let it go right now. You will not be in love with money as of this day forward. You'll be in love with Jesus. You'll become a giver. You've been stingy, but you'll become a giver. You will sacrifice. You will sacrifice. You will give to God. You will bless the Lord. Somebody make way for the king. Make room for the king. Make way for the king of glory. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Now grab your neighbor's hand. One will put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000 to flight. The writer said a three-fold cord is not easily broken. Now I want you to pray with someone right now. Pray together with somebody that everything attacking them is gone right now. Pray with them in the spirit. Dad, pray over your family right now. Every attack on your kid, get it broken right now in Jesus' name. Every attack on your marriage, let it break right now in the name of Jesus. Let there be a breaking in that house. Let there be a breaking in that house.
Would you lay hands on someone right now? There's a spirit of prayer in here. There's some things breaking over here. Would you lay hands on someone around you and pray in the Holy Ghost? Pray in the Holy Ghost like you'd want them praying for you. If it was your last altar call, if it was your last altar call, what would you deal with right now? What would you deal with right now? If it was your last altar call, what would you pray about? What would you pray about? What would you pray through about? What would you repent over? What would you remove from your house? Last altar call prayer. Last altar call prayer. Come on. Pray like it's your last chance. If you had 30 seconds to go after what would you pray about? What stronghold would you bring down? Come on. Cast down that imagination. Bring down that stronghold. I curse adultery right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm after every spirit of hell in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is the You belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. Come on, renew your mind right now. Renew the renew your mind. Renew your mind in the back. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Everybody in the back, I'd be praying if I were you right now. When devils leave people, they look for other people. I wouldn't be watching this. I'd be praying right now. I'd be praying over my kids. I'd be protecting my family right now. I wouldn't be staring at deliverance. I wouldn't be watching miracles. Hell wants to find anything it can get into. Devils look for dry places, non-worshipping places. Devils look for dry places, non-worshipping places. Let the river flow right now. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spanky of the spirit. Let the spirit flow right now. Let the spirit flow in right now. I want this youth group praying right now. Every young person, every youth in here, I want you throwing down right now praying. Every young person, I want you praying right now in the Holy Ghost. Pray right now in the spirit. Pray for God to give you victory. Pray for God to give you peace. Pray for God to protect you from your own desires. Protect you from your flesh. Protect you from the plans of hell. Come on, preacher. Come on, preacher. Come on, child of God. Come on, college student. Come on, preacher. Come on. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. Come on, guest. Come on, elder. Come on. Come on. Break that thing off. Break that thing off. Break that. This thing dies right here. This thing dies right here. 
landmark prayer meeting right now. Come on, somebody build an altar, Jacob. Build an altar. Dump some oil out, Jacob. Come on. Let this be the moment everything turned around. Let this be the moment of, of the big prayer, commitment prayer, a commitment prayer. God, I'm not doing this. God, I'm not going there. God, I give you this. God, I let go of that. Spirit of unforgiveness, get out of here right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak forgiveness to every heart of every person who's hurting. I speak against bitterness in the name of the Lord Jesus. I curse bitterness in Jesus' name. An exposed devil is a powerless devil. An exposed Satan is a powerless Satan. When something gets exposed in your life, it either becomes powerless when you cast it out or you sit there and if you don't want it to leave, you nurture it back to life. Don't let that happen. Don't raise up a devil. Don't raise up a, a lion cub and make it a lion that will destroy you. Come on, kill that snake. Don't let that devil live in your house. Remove that thing from your house. It's time to make your house a sanctuary. It's time to go home and have a place of prayer and a time of prayer every day. You ought to have an altar in your house. Atlanta West, have an altar, a place that hell wouldn't go near. A place that the demons don't go near that room because that's a place where you and God get connected. Shalamahasata. Dump some oil on that place. Let that place be a place of prayer. Go home and build that altar. Go home and build that altar in the spirit. This is going to be my spot. This is going to be when I pray. And every if you make that a sanctuary to God, it'll be a landmark. It'll be a Bethel. It'll be a place in your life that hell fears every time you get near it. My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. That's it, teenagers. That's it, young adults. Come on. You're tapping in right now. You're tapping in. You're tapping in right now. Come on, mom. Come on, dad. I know you're tired. You've been fighting the battle. Come on, put your armor on. Go home one more day. As for me and my house. Come on, cast down that imagination. 
breakthrough. Hallelujah. If you want to be free, you will be free. Step one was chasing the spirits out of here. Step two, chasing everything out of your mind that's trying to hide inside your mind. Step three, going home and kicking the devil out. Step four, declare your house a house of prayer. Get you an altar in your house. It might be on the carpet. It might be a, a couch, but that, let there be somewhere that's your altar. And start praying some God-sized prayers again. Start praying some big dreams into reality. Start praying some big prayers. I hear a cry from Atlanta West reaching the throne of heaven right now. The cry is reaching to heaven right now. There's sincerity in this altar call. There's desperation in here right now. That's the birthplace of miracles. Everything changes with desperation. Desperation changes the whole game. Desperation changes everything allowed in your house and not allowed in your house. Desperation is the factor. I want to say this before I go and give this back to your pastor. I'm going to say this to everyone that can hear me in the back, hear me in the front, hear me. There's three layers to your life. Your public life, your private life, your secret life. Your, private li your public life, everybody sees. The, the private life is what you do at home, your family. Your secret life is your thought life. One of the three controls the other two. That's the private life. What you do privately in prayer can determine if God blesses you publicly, God protects you secretly. You get a private prayer life stirred up, and what you struggle with secretly, you'll have dominion over. What you want to happen publicly, God will lead you to. Elijah publicly would call down fire. But privately, he would lay his head between his knees and pray in front of his servant seven times. And secretly, he was a man subject to like passions as we all are, the Bible said. There's three layers to your life. The thing everybody sees, the thing that the Lord and your family sees, and the things you deal with in your mind. If you will get a private prayer life stirred up in your house, in your car, you're going to have victory over what you've been struggling with over here. And you're going to have answered prayers, what you want God to do over here. Does that make sense to you right now? I just gave you a key right now in the spirit. It unlocks a door. I want you to pray throughout the day today for God to reveal the place in your house or in your vehicle that you're supposed to pray and the time. 
And I want you to make that an altar to the Lord every day. That's the place that you make a sanctuary to God. That's how you keep the devil out of the house and keep the angels in the house, okay? God bless you in Jesus' name. Let's thank the Lord for what we just heard today. Let's give glory to God because a man of God preached the truth of the word of God to us today. Oh, Lord God, I thank you. 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 Amen. Praise God. I just want to tell you that as the pastor of this church, that I believe the biblical term shepherd and pastor, it's the same thing. I am not a chief shepherd. I am an under-shepherd under God's authority. But as the person God has placed here to be the shepherd of this church, and in the churches of Revelation, the person that the God, that the Lord would speak through to a church, to the angel of the church in Ephesus and Sardis and Smyrna, that I endorse every word that this man preached today. I agree with every word he said. The Bible said there are times when God's doctrine distills like dew. It just kind of settles down over you and saturates the ground. But there are times when the Bible said that the word of God is like a hammer that breaketh the rocks in pieces. We don't always need the doctrine just to kind of light on us. And some people, that's the kind of church they want. And there is a time and a place for that. But there's a lot of times because we are carnal by nature, we struggle, that we need the hammer of the Word of God to break some things in us so we can get a breakthrough to God. We needed this today. We ought to thank the Lord again for it. Amen? I love you. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And as we were praying in the altar, there's one thing. There's a lot of things that, you know, you can say at a time like this. But the one thing I felt like is the key to the sustainability of what happened today. If you want this to continue in your life, close the door. Close the door. The Bible said, neither give place to the devil. Close the door. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Close the door. Crucify the flesh. Close the door. And he said it. But if you will submit to God, you will have power to resist the devil. But until you submit to God, you will never have authority over Satan. Your authority is, is rests in your submission. And when you submit to God, you have power in your life. So go home, go to your car, close the door of evil influence in your life. Close the door of compromising influence in your life. And don't wonder why you're struggling or not you know he said if you're struggling you're fighting don't wonder why you're losing the battle if you've got the door wide open close 
the door to the devil and open the door to God in prayer and worship and commitment in your life. Let's worship him now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Paul said, I tell you now, even weeping, that there are some who are the enemy of the cross, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their, is, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, and they mind earthly things. Paul said, I weep writing to you now that there's some who call themselves Christians who are the enemies of the cross. The cross is an instrument of death to the flesh in our life. It is the test of complete obedience to the will of God. And if you call yourself a Christian, but your God is your belly, you glory in what is shameful and you mind earthly things, you are no friend of the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul said I will glory in nothing but the cross of Jesus Christ in whom the world is crucified to me and I am crucified to the world let's worship the Lord again let's close the door hallelujah 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 From before Labor Day till uh, Memorial Day to today, the Lord has been speaking to this church. Wednesday nights, holiness teaching. If you are not here, you miss things that will help you understand how to live for God. But on Memorial Day weekend, when Brother Chris Green preached the story of his coming back to God, you know, I don't ever tell an evangelist what to preach. But what Brother Herring preached today is like the application of everything the Spirit has been saying to this church, to this body for the last month and a half. I say, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Better listen. He's standing at the door knocking. Open the door. Let him come in. Open the door to Jesus. Shut the door to the devil. God bless you, fellowship. If you receive the Holy Ghost today, tell someone so we can record it. If you've never been baptized, let us baptize you today in Jesus' name so you can enter a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Real revival starts with real repentance. Close the door.